0: We all face some silent struggle, but trust me, you are not alone. I'm your host, MJ, and every week we break down a challenge, success, or struggle with someone who's also been through it. We learn from lived experience and love to share tools, resources, and concepts that might help you get off the struggle bus. Interested? Subscribe for more. Let's get into it. We are back. We have Lindsay Tabill on with us. She is the founder of Money Is Not Taboo. It is April. We are in tax season. Yes. So very much something that has stressed me out over the past five, six years. TurboTax has been my very best friend. But this year is different because I'm actually functioning as an LLC. I am excited that this year I actually have a proper tax professional, like a real life human being that was not assigned to be by TurboTax. And that person is Lindsay. I'm glad to have you as my client (laughs) as well. And I'm happy to be here. I have to ask, what is your current struggle (laughs) at the moment?
1: This is hard. I guess I'll touch more into the entrepreneur side of things. My current struggle right now, it's like money. It's taboo, something that people don't want to talk about, but it is in mental health. So my current struggle has been dealing with my mental health as an entrepreneur and creating a career that, I love and want, and also a business that is helping others and is also serving me and my future family. It's just hard to keep all those things in balance, and that's the current struggle right now, even in the midst of tax season, so just throw that into there. and Add it in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's like the cherry on top. I think it's only recently that folks have started talking about mental health and the importance of getting that help. I only started working with a therapist in 2017 and it was unrecognized childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. I think. Over the years that I've been doing therapy, I've come to realize that my regular day job, I'm in high stress work environments all the time. And I didn't know why I would always thrive in these environments. But through therapy, I realized me entering these toxic work environments was actually perpetuating the childhood trauma I had. It took so much time to realize that. It's not even a topic that I'm able to talk to my family. I can generalize. So this is a taboo topic in the Philippines <laughs> and yeah. people of color in general don't like talking about the importance of dealing with your mental health. And I, dealing is not the word. What would you Managing. Use? Managing.
1: Managing it. Yeah.
0: There's a level of kindness that mm-hmm. needs to happen to yourself too. Grant yourself the grace and the patience
1: to have that kindness to even deal with it. Because like it could go really unnoticed. I have been dealing with this for some time. And I love talk therapy, but like, it can only get you so far. For the longest time, I was against being on meds and taking meds. And here I am today. And I'm like, nope, they provided me with so much clarity. And it really is more of a physiological response within your body. When it comes to dealing with mental health, emotional health, in general, it isn't until you're listening to your body, and you're like, hey, I need this, that it becomes more manageable and more accepted within yourself. Mm -hmm.
0: Also, just finding folks to be able to say out loud, this is something I've been struggling with, and just knowing that you're not alone, because you're definitely not alone. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely glad that things are being managed. Kindness is being given. In times of stress and having to take a moment, Mm -hmm. is there, you're an entrepreneur, right? You are running organizations and going through the thick of tax season. At what point do you allow yourself to say, wait, hold on, I need a moment.
1: This one is tough because I am just like you where I thrive in very stressful environments and it's just constant state of stress. But really what i have been into is really listening to my body see how i'm interacting with others am i irritable do i need Mm. to charge my social battery am i just drained what is my body asking me asking of me in this moment and so and it like you have to be okay with listening to it too as much as we want to keep going and keep going like you're gonna burn out and when you are burnt out there's like a point of no return. I was even just reading this study, burnout, toxic work environment, and things like that can have an effect on you and is not irreversible, but it will take some time, two years at a time to unlearn those things that you've learned. And so right now, I really just listen to my body. If it's telling me that it needs to go to sleep, it's telling me it needs to go to sleep. If it's telling me I need to take a break, I need to take a break. And Honestly, like, it's just a balance. Life is such a balance. I'm going to say this a lot because (laughs) my go-to quote is an accounting quote, by the way, but it is, for every credit, there must be a debit. Life is a balance, and you have to maintain these balances. And, of course, your focus can go one way or another, but
0: at the end of the day, everything is weighing itself out. My body literally shuts me down when I've worked myself too hard. Yeah. Like, I... It's not even a joke. I've ended up in the hospital for exhaustion, I think, at least once a year for the past three or four years. No. Yeah. And so I'm like, no, this has to stop. I can't say I didn't do it last year. It absolutely happened last year. But this year, I haven't ended up in the hospital yet. That's good. And usually, I love the way your accountants speak. Of course, I'm not surprised (laughs) that it's a credit and it's very on brand. I love it. Yeah. Is there a resource that you keep coming back to when it comes to zenning out or decompressing or even tax? I always refer back to the eight
1: dimensions of wellness.
0: Yes, I love it. And
1: because, like, finance is in there, financial wellness is in there too. So that spoke so much to me. Your financial stability does play a role in mental health as well. And so I always think, oh, everything's a balance. I think of it as, okay, if my focus is on career right now, then I'm not necessarily focusing on physical, maybe. Nor if like my focus is social right now, like I'm trying to find my community, then it may be necessarily that my intellectual, my creative side is lacking. And so Again, it's all balanced. So that's like my number one resource is like asking myself, where am I at in this? And what dimension am I in right now?
0: That's great. For folks that are listening, the eight dimensions of health and wellness, according to a 2017 study by Debbie L. Stoen, I believe is how you say the last name, the eight dimensions of health and wellness are emotional, physical, occupational, social, spiritual intellectual environmental and financial yeah those are the eight and it's a balance it's definitely a balance yeah and I think I need to remind myself that right now I'm not working on the occupational or I'm not working (laughs) on the social and again you are one person Mm -hmm. doing your best exactly
1: (laughs) So being a person of color and even a woman at that, into that mix, and you're expected to be a mother, sister, daughter, and live up to those expectations as well. That goes with like your social and your environmental side. And it's just, again, it's all a balance and like, it's so hard to navigate. But once you like figure out or learn how to manage everything, it gets better.
0: In terms of one of these dimensions, let's focus on social for a minute, mm-hmm. right? You and I met at FinCon last year. You were literally one of the first people I met at that conference. Yeah. One, what brought you there? And two, from the folks that you met during that conference, how many of them have you been able to collaborate with and yeah. take
1: other steps? I didn't know what I was getting into when I went to FinCon. At the time, I was part of a partnership. We planned to go to FinCon like a week or two before it even happened. Really? I honestly had no expectations of what I was getting into. I literally was just like, all right, let's just have some fun here. It's funny because at the time, when I think about it, we were really trying to sell our course and do these things and we weren't even trying to like learn and whatnot we were just trying to get clients the first day that i was there i was like no i'm switching my focus here i'm here to learn and network now it's not even about making our money back on these tickets here but really just being in the environment and not letting Like being adaptable, not letting that, oh, like we were coming to sell. No, like I switched it up real fast because I was like, this is not it. This is not the place to be doing that. So I guess I switched my mindset more in towards, okay, like let's find a community here or let's find somebody with similar interests or a similar background of some sort and like then build from
0: there. Part of me was expecting a bunch of crypto bros there, but then to see... There was like a very small delegation of Filipinos there, actually. Yep. And I was like, wait a minute. One, they're not enough of us, but it was cool that you were one of the first people I ran into. FinCon was so fascinating because there are so many different ways to approach money. And the folks that were there, talk about building community, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're so generous with information, would be so open to walking you through the scenario that they're working like, oh, I'm doing an e-commerce store. This is how I do it. I sell a course. This is how I do it. And just the casual numbers people were dropping in these conversations. I'm like, clearly I'm doing the wrong thing in politics. Like I'm, this is
1: not how I make money. Content creation is like a big thing too. Like my nine to five is basically being an accountant for content creators, seeing their dollar bills. I am like, I want to be in consecration. creation. Um, But I'm also like, I don't know where to start. And so FinCon was like that for me as well.
0: Switching gears a bit, can you talk about Mint?
1: Mint actually came about at FinCon. I feel like I have always needed like a safe space to talk about money, to talk about taxes, to talk about finances in general. And like even just like a older sister figure or somebody but basically a safe space mint came about because i was thinking about like how my relationship with money and my upbringing with money had stemmed off from my parents and they didn't necessarily have a good relationship with money my mom from the get-go she played into credit cards Mm -hmm. there was so much credit card debt And there's still so much credit card debt. And I was just like, no, this isn't something that I want to carry into my own adulthood and whatnot. And I'm thankful for her because even though I'm only 28, I have 34 years of credit card history. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Um, And so it's funny because I'm like, "Like, how's that even happened when you weren't even born yet? But it was because my mom had put me on her credit cards when I was younger and Since then, I've adapted her credit score, just dealing with that and the issues with money in the family. I was like, I want to be able to provide a safe space for people to talk about any issues that they have with money, finances, taxes. This really came to because like I said, like I deal with a lot of content creators and sometimes they think it's taboo to talk about how they made their money, especially with, I don't know, OnlyFans or selling feet pics and stuff like that. And so people get really like, they get really tense and they're like, I don't wanna talk about this. From me, I'm like, no judgment, all power to you. You know what I mean? Most of us are like, oh, I'll just go to my parents' tax person or how my parents do it. But then you don't really understand what taxes are and why you have to pay them and like how to manage them or like how to really pay the least amount of, of taxes as possible and things like that. It really came from like a different perspective of this was my background and I want to help others have a safe space to like talk to a professional about it. I put an emphasis on all walks of life because mm-hmm. it's literally anybody from all walks of life, whether you're a content creator, small business owner, entrepreneur, student, you know, a family trying to buy a house or a, you know, a couple that's Dealing with infertility and they're trying to figure out their finances for that. Just different things really coming into play here and being like, hey, it is a safe place for you to talk to me about this. And if there are any money struggles, like how can I help you get to the goal of where
0: you want to be? To the point of feet pics, like (laughs) (laughs) the money that folks are making. Does somebody want my toe? What are these other income streams that I need to explore? That's where my head has been. The past couple of months, mm-hmm. is it true that the general goal is making sure that we are lowering our income through pre tax, like your four hundred one k or your Roth IRA and all those things? It
1: depends on who you're okay. talking to. This all goes with like tax planning, tax strategies, and like
0: mm-hmm. you can
1: ask. It, it's going to depend from person to person, professional to professional. Honestly, too, for me, the goal in taxes is to pay the least amount of money to the government as possible, or break Uh even, meaning you don't owe and like you're not getting a refund. It's so crazy, because everybody's like, I want a large return. Why do you want a large return? That just means you loaned the government your money for free. It could have been growing somewhere even In a bank account, if you're paying that to the government, it's not earning interest anywhere. So the goal is really to break even or pay the least amount of taxes as possible.
0: You're probably the first tax professional I've heard say that out loud because so often people are like, I want my huge refund. It's only this year that I'm realizing that should have never been the goal. That second part that you said about it's not earning interest, Mm -hmm. right? like it could have been in your Roth IRA, it mm-hmm. could have been invested somewhere. Learning about personal finance is just absolutely fascinating yeah. to me because you just have never talked about it or learned it in school. And people like us don't grow up with people who talk about it. <laughs> yep. I regularly feel uncomfortable in rooms when it's generational wealth in the rooms. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know how to act.
1: <laughs> yeah, generational wealth is something that I want to bring into this generation and the generations after me.
0: That's like my overall goal. That in itself is generational wealth. We may not be millionaires, but we will be one day. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Speaking of tax season, are there any tips you're able to share generally? Acknowledging everybody's situation is different. Yeah. Tips for a successful tax season this year? Come prepared.
1: Have... All your documents ready? Ask your tax professional, "Hey, what do I need to bring? Is there a checklist? Is there an organizer I can fill out?" Just come prepared. The general thing that I recommend to everybody is have a online IRS account. That way like you're able to manage your tax payments, you're able to look like, "Oh, do I owe anything?" Not going to lie, a lot of people don't know how to read their 1040 and they're like, wait, how much do I owe unless the tax professional is spoon feeding you like, hey, you need to pay this and like print this, take this voucher, go mail it. You could do all of that online through your IRS online account. Please have an IRS online account. As a tax professional, we could request power of attorney so we can act on your behalf or some sort like that. We could do that if you have your online account and it's just a matter of approve yes they are my tax professional and they can represent me on this it's one thing that goes miss is they're like why would i even have an
0: irs account but i don't even know if i could think of a third that second one is a big one though like i'm making faces because i'm also checking my irs account i'm like wait let's oh i have one <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> I have one. I just logged into it, though I need to update my last name, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah,
1: of course. But yeah, I can actually... That's update. literally new information for me. <laughs> we'll need to fix that on your tax return, your last name, at least. But yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. That's having... Being prepared, having your IRS account, and then I would say... I mean, this isn't necessarily with tax season in general, but... Knowing your tax Mm. situation is very key to coming with enough information and being like, hey, like I was 1099. What does that mean for my taxes? Or, hey, I was a W-2 and I had some employee stock options and things like that. Like, how does that affect me? Knowing just like the gist is really instead of just throwing it
0: at them and be like, here you go, figure it out. (laughs) For those that are listening, W-2 generally means that you have a 9-to-5. Yes. Right? Yeah. Generally. Yes. And 1099s, you're acting like a consultant.
1: Yes. You are okay. like a like an individual contractor or it's like non-employee compensation, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I only know this because Lindsay has a couple of stuff <laughs> that I've had to submit to her for both those things, which is putting into context for folks that are listening or watching. Yeah. What would you want to see more of in the personal finance world? Is it a group of folks, is it more courses, like what what would be more helpful as you go through this next phase of your entrepreneurial life?
1: Honestly, just like really want to build a community around who I am as a person in terms of being Filipino and being a woman and being an entrepreneur. When you're part of a community, you feel like, oh,
0: okay, like I, I belong here. In terms of Filipino women in personal finance, I have yet to see one. So happy to help you build that out if you're interested. Yeah, of
1: course. <laughs> We've we talked um, about this in the past and slowly but surely.
0: I do know there are professional groups of Filipino accountants
1: Yes, but I, I think know. It's there's just like, a different
0: vibe. Yes, yeah, that is such a different vibe. And not gonna lie to
1: like I'm like, although like I do identify as Filipino, I am very like not in the culture as much as I should be. And so like things like Filipino accountants, I'm like there is a stereotype there, and
0: I don't know if I fit that. <laughs> I don't think I know any Filipino accountants. Really? I'm the very, I'm very skewed to obviously nurses. Are we surprised? Mm-hmm. But yeah, my family is like medical and political, oh. Filipinos. Yeah. So I, I've actually yet to encounter an accountant, at least not in my immediate circle. There are no accountants. It's all medical field. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry for being so fangirly when I first met you because I'm like, what? Oh <laughs>
1: People no, like you no exist? worries. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm literally just yes, I am Filipino and yes, I try to be as much as part as my culture as possible. But yeah, like even my family like we are in different things. The oldest is a nurse and then second oldest is a therapist. Um the third oldest and closest in age to me she is a stay-at-home mom but she went to school to be a teacher and then there's me like an accountant so we are spread across every industry and field and then our interests go into like end up being businesses and things like that so it's just like a crazy thing
0: my brothers were definitely part of their respective filipino clubs in college but it's not like we're actively part of the community I had to when I was working in government because it was immigrant affairs and obviously I'm yeah gonna go mm-hmm. full immigrant right <laughs> but yeah we're also actually me and my siblings we're none of us are in the medical field my older brother's an architect I'm in politics and my younger brother is a coder the non-traditional things mm-hmm. exist and are okay yep right? exactly <laughs> I told my mom, hey, maybe I should be a nurse. And she laughed in my face because she knows me. And she's like, you seeing blood? Like, somebody will die. like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Somebody will die if I am a nurse. So thankfully, I'm not. And so here we are doing a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But let's close it out with Uh this. What is your what is the money win that you're looking to celebrate at the end of the year?
1: Money only plays a small part of our lives and there's so much money to be made and things that really at the end of the year, I would rather celebrate everybody's successes in business and not even just in business, but in their personal lives
0: as well. Thank you so much for your time today. This is super helpful and informative. I definitely learned a couple of new things. (laughs) Making sure my IRS account is actually working now. (laughs) I'm happy to be here, and thank you for having me. All right,
1: we'll see you next week, y'all.